Hello and welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by my mate, Shan. Hello. Hello, Shan. So we are starting something that I have been looking forward to <laughs> for pretty much the start of this podcast. My favourite things in the world are the Mission Impossible movies. Dun, so, dun, dun. <laughs> so we are starting by going through them chronologically. So this is the only time where I will be doing any of Tom Cruise's movies chronologically. And we're starting off with Mission Impossible 1. And I'm very excited that I found someone who hasn't watched it. And (laughs) yeah, let's start our little introduction to Mission Impossible. Uh, It's from 1996. It was directed by Brian De Palma. It is basically a spy, espionage-y kind of a little bit action-y movie, I guess, is how I would sum it up really quickly. Um, Having not seen it before, what did you think? Um, It was good. Like, I didn't really... I haven't not seen them for any reason. I just guess I didn't care for it. Yeah, it was pretty good, I think. You know, there's some twists and turns and I got at least one shock. So that was good. (laughs) (laughs) So, a little background to me, my history of this film. I remember watching it a lot as a kid. I don't know why I was so into it as like a teenager. Mm. Like, I'm not obsessed like with all my other action movies that I was really into. But every time I was on TV, I'd be like, hell yeah, this movie rules. And I don't think I understood any of it. I think only watching it now as an again as an adult, and I'm like, oh, this all makes so much sense. This this does make sense now. I think it's like, wow, a mask. Oh my God, Tom Cruise is, wow. So many masks. (laughs) Many masks. Uh, fun fact, compared to all the other movies, this is the only one where, for the most part, they actually put physical masks on yeah. Tom Cruise. It was a so, lot. <laughs> so, I mean, the first one, you can see that it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, it's not that much of a hiding situation. But, yeah, otherwise, all the other movies, they actually, like, have the, the actual actor who he's pretending to be and they have the special effect. Yeah. And then suddenly it's Tom Cruise. So, yeah, I think they worked out pretty quickly. That's a lot more work than is necessary when you can just be like, put this person in and sweep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. Um, it's really fun. It's a really great introduction to the Mission Impossible franchise. And I guess we'll have a little go through what happens in it now. Yes. So we start with a mission in Kiev, uh, some big elaborate setup to get some name from an Eastern European guy. I know we're a little bit confused about what was happening, but I quickly looked it up because <laughs> there's someone, like, they're trying to get the name. It's obviously Tom Cruise in a mask interrogating this guy, trying to get the name. Emilio Estevez is typing, come on, do it. <laughs> and uh, there's a girl who looks like she's dead on the bed. And, you know, when it's all revealed that it was all big set up and they got the name and everything. And Ethan Hunt, which is Tom Cruise's character, goes over and wakes the girl up. We're like, why is it so intimate? Like, it's really weird. Yeah, so it's weird. <laughs> apparently, to make it look like she was dead she had they took a special drug that yep. she wasn't woken in time that's all that panicking she wouldn't have woken up right so that's why okay. i don't know why he lovingly touched her face i mean he really like, caressed like her like he touched her lip brushed her lips <laughs> and i and... was straight off just like oh a love story yeah here we go <laughs> but no uh because we find out really quickly that that character whose name is claire she is actually married to someone else on her imf team and imf in case you haven't heard about it, is the Impossible Mission Force. Uh, so their team is comprised of a few different people. Uh, the, it's headed by John Boyd's character, which is Jim Phelps. And his wife, Claire, is in there, which seems like a real risk. It does it? seem a bit weird. Yeah. And there's like, I don't know, that's some bizarre non-love triangle. I was like, yeah. why? What's going on here? And <laughs> it just seems like such a liability because it's so, like, in other Mission Impossibles, it's the whole thing with, like, no one really, you know, you shouldn't fall in love, like, you shouldn't get married. No. Thing because I don't know they thought it was better because they're both in the same team. I don't know. And also mm. John Voigt and Claire are 
so different in age. About and 100, attractiveness. <laughs> 105 years different in age. So, yeah, it was a lot. So uh, we see all that and it's, um you know, a nice little mission and we go to like a briefing and Jim Phelps is there and he's, oh yeah, it was actually, we go to a, we're shot in an aeroplane and John Voight's like having a kip on the plane and the hostess comes up and is like, would you like to watch a thing, uh, a movie with this like box full of tiny VHSs? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, what about films of the Ukraine, cinema of the Ukraine? He's like, oh, tell me more, which is obviously code for, I have a secret message for you. Yeah. And that's where we get to see the really cool Mission Impossible. This message will self-destruct in however seconds. So he flies back to his team and briefs them on this mission. That doesn't sound super impossible. Yeah, I said, Actually, it's a really... You know what? This mission seems pretty possible, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you've really missed the mark on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so the mission, just quickly summed up, is someone is this Eastern European diplomat called Golitsyn. He is going to steal this special list. It's called a NOC, NOC knock list, which is basically a list of all of the CIA agents who are currently undercover mm. in Eastern Europe. And if this list gets into the wrong hands, then their cover is going to be blown and they're probably going to be killed. Yep. So big deal. Their big old plan is to go into this party. Uh, old mate Ethan Hunt is going to be wearing a mask as a senator, senator. and they, they set it up for the senator on TV and it's like clearly Tom Cruise in a mask pretending yeah. to be the senator. <laughs> like, it's him, I can tell. His, yeah. his hands are quite young and his face is very, very old. <laughs> and yeah, so they go into the party. Everything goes really well. Like, So Jim Phelps is back at the rendezvous point of the apartment sort of doing computer stuff from afar. Emilio Estevez's character, Jack, is on the lift. The other, like Claire's waiting in the car and then there's an agent wearing the worst tinted sunglasses ever. Oh, She's yeah, so, like straight up 70s yeah. in this like ballroom. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Uh, so yeah, um, oh, actually, we, I think we missed over. So Jack, Emilio Estevez's character, is obviously like the tech guy and he shows some of the tech stuff. So they all have a pair of glasses each that have yeah. a little camera and are all like... It goes to like a, a watch. A watch, a watch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the control room. He also shows him, which is going to come back later, as you can imagine, this really cool explosive device <laughs> that looks like gum, but one one half is red and one half is green. And when you squish them together, it blows up. So it's like, don't eat it. Because they say, hasta lasagna, don't get any on ya. <laughs> Thanks. So Thanks, Jack. <laughs> yeah, so um, where the mission goes ahead, they uh, manage to put a pair of the, sun- the glasses in the special room where this diplomat is going to go and steal the knock list so that they have evidence that he did it. And then they're going to tail him and obviously apprehend him. I'm not sure. But just as they think everything's going well, Jack is in a serious situation where his lift is going up and cannot be stopped by anyone and he gets a fucking impaled in the face yeah, through the lot. lift thing. It was, yeah, a lot. So Emilio Estevez straight out of it. I don't even think he's credited, actually. Gone. He's gone. He lasted not long. Yeah. Uh, and they were really mean to him. Though. And they like, were actually quite mean to him and I bet they regretted it. Yeah, they're like, wow, he's dead now. We were calling him slow and useless and yeah. wow, wow, nice one, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's all going to hell and like as they're realizing that that's happened and Jim Phelps is like, okay, I'm going to come work out what we're going to work out what to do. And as that happens, the car that Claire's meant to be in and one of the other agents is meant to be in blows up. And then what's his face? Ethan runs up to, to intersect Jim and Jim gets you see Jim get shot through his glasses and then uh, Sarah, who is the female agent who was with Ethan this whole time, she chases the diplomat and sees him getting stabbed by someone and she herself gets stabbed. So basically 
basically, Ethan's entire team is dead. He's dead. And he's very panicked. He's a panicked boy. He's very panicked. Yeah, he rings back, rings up his boss, who is Kittridge. Who's yeah. my favorite character. <laughs> he, he's a very good character. And um, I didn't say anything while we're watching this, but uh, it's just got announced. So Christopher McCrory, who's directing the next two Mission Impossibles, just posted a picture of Kittridge and said, basically, he's back for the next two movies. Well, I'm in. And he's never been in any others. Like, he's suddenly Kittridge's back. So. Perfect. Perfect. You just and you're talking about how much you loved him. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell you this. I loved he's him back. so much. And he's expensive fedora. He had a very expensive fedora. <laughs> he has some money. So he rings up Kittridge, and Kittridge is like, "Well, I happen to be in Prague." And Ethan's like, "You're in Prague?" Like, yeah, I'm in Prague. So we're going to meet in one hour at this fancy restaurant. I'll see you there. And we'll debrief. So Ethan's like, "Okay, we'll do that." So Ethan kind of stumbles in off the street and there's this fancy restaurant it's as full of aquariums yeah lots of fishies just so many which bodes well uh, <laughs> when he starts talking to him Kittredge pretty much lays on the table straight away hey this was actually a setup to catch a mole we have a mole in the IMF and he's been selling things we actually caught wind that this mole wanted this knock list to sell to this arms dealer known as Max and his call sign was called Job 315 or 314 was it 314? 314 314 and then yeah. 315 yeah. came in later I don't know I didn't pay that much attention so he said yeah this is basically this whole mission was set up to flush out the mole and you're the only one alive, Ethan. So what do you think of that? And Ethan's like, well, it's definitely not me. So And he's having a meltdown. He's having a meltdown. He's really so, freaking out. Uh, luckily, he has some wicked gum in his pocket. And he, like, picks it. And then, oh, so, oh another, my favorite line in the whole world is, he's like, you look upset, Ethan. He's like, it's Kittredge. You've never seen me upset. And then hurls the gum at the <laughs> aquarium and explodes. And, like, that's a real it's a real stunt. Uh, yeah. So they only could film it once where everything blew up. And Tom Cruise talks about how he has to, he's like, they're like, okay, jump out in one he's like do I jump out on one or do I jump out because I like, imagine how much you'd fuck it up but he, he, they do it and it looks great he did a really Hollywood jump yeah. <laughs> out of that place too it was a lot he was great <laughs> First big stunt of Mission Impossible, which otherwise isn't super actiony. It is more no. espionage, yeah. Except for the end scene, which we'll get to at some point. So Ethan's now basically disavowed because they're like, well, he's obviously the mole. Otherwise, everyone wouldn't be dead. Yeah. And yeah, he now has to go sort out what to do. And as he's so, this is a really great scene. He goes back to the rendezvous point, stressing out, um, trying to find passports and cash and everything. And then he goes to the computer and he decides he's going to look up stuff to try and work out what's going on. And like he uses oh it's hilarious he has like it says internet page or something ridiculous and he lo- looks up in usenet group i'm like is that the internet or is that like just an internal thing like he looks up job 314 and nothing comes up and i'm like that really would have brought something up <laughs> so he looks up max.com max.com that was good <laughs> so like is it the I don't internet know. i don't understand why max what the fuck no one said max.com at any point he's then he types scroll he'd just been through a lot though yeah, so he, you know he's very tired and upset <laughs> then he Oh, he, like his eyes see a Bible in the shelf and he's like, wait, job 314? Job 314. So he looks up Bible and then he's able to look up job 314 and see the verse. And so then he's like, okay, well, now I somehow know how to contact this Max. I don't know. Which, <laughs> which then he types in. <laughs> Max at... <laughs> What is it? 314 or something. Yeah, max at Job space 314, which is not an email address. Not an email address. <laughs> he just starts typing away. But like looking at the verse and everything did not say that's what the, like it didn't give any, no. it didn't make any sense. Anyway, he does that and he's like, it's from Job and he sends it in multiple languages and he's like falling asleep because obviously the adrenaline's wearing off. Which I am not here for. You're meant to be on train spy. It's like 2 a.m. Wake up. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I know, 
got you to- haven't even been awake that long in the day. It's not even like you've been awake for 24 hours. Stay awake, please. And also, <laughs> it's not like a lot happened to him. No. Like he ran a little bit. He did do a bit of, and he did one cool jump. Yeah, he did do a big cool <laughs> jump. And like in that hour gap, he could have had a bit of a rest, but yeah, he obviously didn't. Uh, so yeah, he's sending out all the messages, and he's out very asleep. Sleepy. And then he hears. So he set up a trap for anyone coming. He broke glass at the front door, and he hears the glass being stepped on. And he's like, "Oh, that's someone there." And when he looks up, it's Jim Phelps staggering him all bloody, and he's like, "Oh," and it's like, "Why didn't you help me? Oh, I'm de- I'm dead." <laughs> but when he actually wakes up properly, it's actually Claire. He's in and Ethan is immediately suspicious because he's been accused of being the worst guy and then all of a sudden she's there when he saw the car blow up that she yeah. was in and she's like no no, no I, I got out the car it wasn't me and he's like well why did you take so long to get here what the fuck it's like well remember our rendezvous point was here at, at 4am we couldn't come back before 4 and he's like oh yeah, oh, yeah that makes sense oh, yeah. and then I was like wait it's only 4am <laughs> yeah and why are you asleep <laughs> Pull it together, dude. <laughs> and like he, to further this weird love triangle thing, he's like taking off her coat and starts feeling her really aggressively, which very aggressive. I was here for. And then he pinned her on the bed. I was like, are they going to kiss? Yeah, they he pinned her <laughs> they on the bed. They came very close to kissing. I was like, what is happening? And she just kept saying, 4 a.m., 4 a.m. And he's like pinned her down and it's like the most sexy thing ever. And I'm like, this is not meant to be how it should be. Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be this sexy when you're accusing someone of being a fucking mole. Like anyway, he finally accepts her story. And, like, she's devastated because her husband's obviously died. And, yeah, he's like, okay, well, I guess I better go fucking sort my shit out now. So now that Claire's back, he gets an email and it's from Max. He's like, okay, then, you're going to meet me at this rendezvous point this time. Look for the the long-haired man with the cigarettes. And also, I wonder if he was upset that that was the first email that pinged back. He wrote in all those other languages for no reason. Yeah, he wrote in every single language. Like, (laughs) it was the first one that came back to him. Maybe if he just wrote it and just waited for a minute. Yeah, like... It didn't seem like he had to wait that long. No. Maybe an hour. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. one, Ethan. Maybe that's not how the training is. You're like, every every language, just in case. Just in case. That's what, the only reason why you learn languages is so that. To send that one email. Yeah. 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 So he gets an email. So he's like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna meet with Max. So yeah, he goes to meet with Max. He like meets at the rendezvous point. He gets the fucking creepiest balaclava mask thing put on him. And he's like, put into a car, taken to Max. And, you know, they take the mask off because, I don't know, Max is impressed by his sassiness because yeah. he's like I don't talk through a freaking thing and they're like well she'll if you, you won't you'll be breathing through that forever if you're not careful and he's like uh. and she's like yes take it off he's he ready <laughs> Uh, Max is played by Vanessa Redgrave and she thinks it's Joe, but Ethan's like kind of admits, no, it's not. And I want $150,000. And she's like, excuse me? He's like, well, you gave Joe $125,000? He's like, mm, yes. That's Nothing right. about the email you sent me made any sense that it was from Joe, but I still believed it. So she's got this disc that Joe has sold to her already, but he's like, it's not real because it was just a mole hunt. So, you know, you don't have anything. So give me 150000 and I'll get you the knock list. And she doesn't believe him. And he's like, come on, if you put that in right now, I bet it's tracked. In two minutes, someone will be here. And she's like, as if. And they try it and they work out pretty quickly that it is being tracked. Amazing. And they get out just in time as Kittredge bursts at the door and his amazing hat and trench Absolutely coat. sensational. <laughs> trench coat wasn't good. The hat, though. Yeah. Like 10 out of 10. <laughs> Looks like Inspector Gadget. He did. <laughs> Kitra just misses them. Max is like so enamored with Ethan. She's at this like point. in love with him. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, oh, well mm, done, little boy. Good one, little boy. <laughs> mm, 
you've impressed me. She's just like grinning psychotically at him and he's doing his weird Tom Cruise grin back at yeah. her. <laughs> I was like, I'm so uncomfortable. Uh, fun fact, because you have seen Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah. The, oh shit, I've just forgotten her name. The blonde woman who has the plutonium. Yeah. Is selling it to Ethan. Yeah. To John Lark. Uh, she is actually Max's daughter. So she actually oh. says when in her speech, when you first introduced to her, she's like, talks about her mother Max. Oh, that so, makes some sense then. Yeah. Yeah, that would have just gone straight over my head. I, it took a while to put me to get. So you'd have to be a hardcore Mission Impossible fan to have worked that out. Yeah. But I thought that was a fun little thing. They keep cool. dropping that in. Um, another woman who is enamored with Ethan Hunt, just like mother, like daughter. <laughs> so uh, when Kittredge finds that they've gone and they've zoomed off in their car, smiling, <laughs> grinningly at each other. <laughs> so relaxed in the back seat. But it's all good now. <laughs> but Kittredge is like, well, we're not ever going to be able to catch him because he is too good. Like he, this is yeah. his, everything that he's ever trained for is to avoid. So do you capture. know how many masks this guy's have? You know he has unlimited masks. The man has <laughs> let alone passports and just fucking skills, man. And masks. Don't forget the masks. The masks. Most importantly. Oh my god, so many masks. So he's like, well, we're gonna have to lure him into us. Oh, and at one point he said so there's like very obvious foreshadowing, but earlier when he's talking to him in the restaurant, he's like, Funny how your parent your mother her farm was doing really badly and all of a sudden all this money's gone to that bank account. Yeah. Like, seems like that's something a mole would do, Ooh. Ethan. So when he says that we need to lure him in, obviously they're going to do something horrible to his mum yeah. to uh, lure Ethan back in, which they do eventually. Yes, very good, Kittredge. So, yeah, Max is like, okay, now that you've proven yourself to me, what are we going to do about this? And Ethan's like, all right, I'm going to get you the knock list, but you now need to give me $10 million and I'll get you the list. And she's like, not just Eastern Europe, I want all of them. And he's like, like, Every sure, last one of them. Fucking done deal. Because <laughs> as far as she knows, he's now disavowed. So he's just like, I'm a bad guy now. So yeah. I'm the fuck out of here. So he sets up this deal with Max. He's going to get this stuff done. So now he has to actually go get the knock list and he can't do it by himself. And even though Claire's like, I'm here with you, uh, he needs some more help. So we actually look up a list of disavowed agents and they get Luther who we will see for every single other... I love him so much. Mission Impossible Also movie. my tired favourite character. Uh, that is, he is played by Ving Rhames, and he's just an excellent, excellent character. He wears some great skivvies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Real good. Definitely. Yeah, uh, and he also gets Krieger, played by Jean Renault, who is a helicopter pilot but he also seems like he's a thief like he just because they're like i think he oh uh, yeah because luther's like i need this he uses all these fake words to describe all the computer stuff he needs because yeah. he's like the computer expert and krieger's like no worries 24 hours so i'm guessing that's he's he's, not, he's a pilot but also he gets stuff just finds things for yeah people. and he's a, immediately we work out he's a bit of a jerk i mean i don't know if it's because he's french and you know the natural assumption yeah that the French are the worst. Then they're there, just like that. They're in the fire truck. Yeah, they are just there. Uh, so, oh yeah, so they talk about the plan to get into the CIA. So they have to get, the only way to get this knock list is from this one terminal that is impossible to get to. And luckily Ethan goes through exactly how impossible. Like, exactly. There's a vent and there's lasers over the vent. So once you get past that, there's a 30-foot base before the floor and the floor detects weight. If the temperature goes up one degree, the alarms go off. If the, if the pressure goes off everything goes off if any sound goes above certain like really low decibels it all goes off so they're like how the fuck are we gonna do it obviously Ethan has a plan so all of a sudden bam we're now in Virginia and we're going to the CIA headquarters and they get in by pretending to be fireys. I don't know. I had a lot of questions. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> how did you get to America? And how did you get that fire truck and all that gear? Yeah, like, I had a fire. So I'm wondering, like, did they steal a fire truck? Were they able to pretend that they were 
CIA and And all the uniforms fit them perfectly. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah, all yeah. four of them. So it was a lot of questions, but I guess that's the IMF for you. They all go in and for some reason Ethan's wearing a mask, I guess. Well, he had so many of them. He's, <laughs> He's like, like, I really, it would be a shame I need to, to lighten them. the load in my bag because it's just masks. That's all no I bought with masks. me. It's just, just him because like he's, I guess because he's still alive and they're probably looking for him. So yeah, if he looks, just struts in looking all Ethan-y, they might, you know, catch wind of the situation. So they get in and they set off like Luther's in the, says in the fire truck and it's like, there's no fire alarm went off. What are you talking about? And Luther's <laughs> like, isn't there? Bam. And they're like, oh, there it is. There it is. So they, they get in that way. They get into the fire alarm room or whatever it is. The service room, the I service believe room. it was labeled. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, good. And it happens to be conveniently right next to the special chamber where the terminal is. Yeah, a bunch of stuff happens. So, like, Claire changes quickly, sneaks off, changes out of her fiery gear and becomes a sexy, sexy secretary. So sexy. Yeah, the, the, her big glasses and everything. So her job is to, so there's one guy who can access the terminal and he has, like, 400 lunch breaks okay. all the time. We realised it was, like, 9.40 and he'd been strolling up and down the corridors, had 10 coffee breaks already. <laughs> what time did he get to work? Like, so many you Unless you got to work at 6am, then it's too many breaks. Yeah, too many. So luckily for them, though, it means he's having a coffee in the break room. Her job is she's like basically sits on him. So <laughs> close to him. He doesn't even flinch. No. She's like leaning on him. He's like, well, I am such a handsome man, like the nerdiest man yeah. put to film. He's like, well, I have such a dangerous job. <laughs> Well, the sexy secretary is what a piece of me. So she bugs him, puts a little tracker on him and also squirts something into his coffee that basically gives him the shits. And that's how they're going to get in. They're basically, he's not going to be coming back to the room because he's basically puking and shitting himself. So he does go back to the room. He and Ethan has already started going down. So he they've taken the vent, the roof off. Him and Krieger are up there and Krieger's lowering him down to this big old vent and, you know, they've tested the sound and everything and it's all very exciting. But but, oh, mate, the queasy stuff hasn't hit him yet. So yeah. he comes in and goes to, like, log on. And he's like, and hurls into a bucket while, while Tom Cruise is, like, hanging upside down and staring at him. And he runs out and goes to the toilet. So now they've got time to do their thing. So this is the most famous scene Yeah. Ever. I said, oh, this is a Mission Impossible thing. <laughs> Here he goes. He's coming down. With his slinky black tight outfit. He had, like, jiffies on. So I was like, is he wearing ballet shoes? What's going on? <laughs> so flexible. And he's like weird lace-up corset thing. Yeah, like he was legitimately wearing a corset. Yeah, I don't know how that fit in. Like I don't know if that was the harness. I don't know. It, I think it was very fetching on him. And he's terrible glasses. Like, what's his name? Luther needed to be able to see what Ethan was seeing, so he had to wear these the hideous glasses. glasses. Yeah, the worst. Thank God they were invented, hey, because <laughs> nothing would have happened in this movie without those glasses. So <laughs> We really relied on the yeah. glasses for a lot of the plot in this Imagine movie. Imagine if like, he just sat in them and broke them. He's like, Damn oh. <laughs> but we have nothing we can do now. Okay, just everyone. Because they did make sure earlier on, Claire did say we have, she was kind of doing like a inventory of what they had at the safe house and she said they only had one pair of those glasses. So, oh, did she? I yeah. missed that. Oh, well, luckily. Lucky. Lucky, lucky. Fucking pair of glasses, eh? So, yeah, uh, famous scene. He comes down. He, he's getting the knock list. Uh, Luther's feeding him the information to put in. Then all of a sudden you see Krieger is like straining, holding him, and this rat's coming down. And I guess it's established that Krieger hates rats because he freaks yeah. out. Bit. Like you just said that like, the rat's not going to like crawl up his bum. I said, I was like, is that rat going to crawl in his mouth? <laughs> Well, I started getting really stressed. I was like, well, oh, no. I don't think I had any plans to. But then he, when he kills it, he actually bites it, like, yeah. usually, which is 
don't do that. It's really, really Rabies, crazy. Like, it's like, really quite gross. <laughs> if you just let it go, like, that rat would just walk past yeah. him. And I don't know, weird. So he, he kills the rat by biting it. But he also drops Ethan. And so that's the famous scene where Ethan drops right into like an inch above the... And spends the next 90 seconds balancing for his life. <laughs> so the fun thing about that, so this is all, uh, Tom Cruise did all this. So yeah, of he, course. He Expect no less. His core strength, my God. There was no way for him to be kind of horizontal because you're too top heavy. Like So the way he actually managed to counterbalance was he just put a whole bunch of coins in his shoes and that was enough to counterbalance him. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> like, very, very clever, Mr. Cruise. So yeah, he's like doing the, the wobbling arm the wobble, thing. The wobble, wobble. Bit of sweat starts beating oh. down his glasses and he manages although when you think about it he's so close like how did he I don't bring know. his arm he somehow manages to catch the sweat catches the sweat meanwhile old mate terminal user is coming back and so Krieger has to like just pull him back out and he just manages to get out in time except as Ethan hands him the knock list and when Krieger's hand comes out to grab him he knocks his knife out a, a knife that we've had a good look at a couple of times for reasons that will be explained soon <laughs> it comes out and just falls down slowly and then just lands in the desk and lay down just sticking there and they're like oh and just get out of there so all mate comes in and he's like i feel a bit better now and he looks and he's like there's this fucking knife just sticking, sticking out he's out. like okay and then turns the computer back on and it's like the knock list was downloaded successfully and he's like oh no <laughs> so yeah you see very like a second later um kittridge is talking and i don't know how kittridge gets back so quick as well like are these, I don't know. is this back them have had Concord yet still. They actually good. might have all been on Concord. <laughs> I, <think. laughs> I don't know how. But not the same flights. No. Just somehow they were just – there must have been a lot of Concord flights back in the day. I'm yeah. not quite sure. but <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so Kittredge is like, oh, fuck, he's, he's got us. He's, this is what he's doing. So, you know, he's obviously in the mold definitely now because he's had to get yeah. this knock list again. And he's like, they're like, well, what do we do with this terminal guy? And he's like, send him to Alaska. I'm like, that poor guy. <laughs> it's not his fault. Someone poisoned him, He was guys. poisoned. <laughs> and, like, there was no way he could have predicted that. Like, no. Anyway, old mate's life is ruined now. So it's a bit of his family. But like, he might learn a lesson. Moving, why are we moving to Alaska? He's like, your dad's bad. I kept taking coffee breaks and <laughs> someone poisoned well, me. Well, like I said, he probably was on his third warning anyway yeah. for fucking piss farting around all the time. So who knows? So they have the knock list now. Very exciting. And <laughs> no, sexy secretary puts poop juice in the sky. <laughs> She got him. <laughs> you can't trust them. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they go back. They're now suddenly they're in London. So snap back in London, yeah. uh, hanging out above Liverpool Street Station. And that makes me sad because when I was in London last time, I was like, Ben, I want to suss out. Uh, so in Fallout, I think it's Fallout or is it the fifth one? Anyway, they go to Liverpool Street Station. And I was going to recreate scenes <laughs> from <laughs> that Ben kept insisting we stop at bars and then by the time we got to Liverpool State Station we actually had to no not even that we were running late we had to like rush home get our suitcases and go to the airport so I sulked for like three hours (laughs) so disappointed (laughs) there are an apartment above Liverpool Street Station and Krieger who this is how we found out that he's a big jerk he's like so Ethan's sitting there typing his weird ass fucking emails he's got the bible out he's still typing (laughs) I don't know what he's typing now this is like but some of the Bible verses 
as part of his email, but then Max just replies, like, I don't... Like, okay, sure, whatever. Like, what are you, why are you telling me this? He need the verses. No one wanted the verses. Uh, he's writing the emails and Krieger's like, hey, Ethan, let pay attention. And Ethan's ignoring him because he's so busy writing emails. And he's like, oh, Mr. Hunt, you're not going to meet this person without me. And Ethan's like, well, this person doesn't is really shy and doesn't want to meet people. And Krieger's like, well, I've got the knock list. What are you going to do about it? And there's this amazing scene so good. where Ethan is like, oh, you have the knock list? Because maybe I have the knock list. Because you did see when he pulled out of his little uh, corset, he had two discs. He did. And he has like this sleight of hand, which I looked up and was legitimately sleight of hand, like Tom Cruise. Of course it was. (laughs) And we decided that... Actually, the IMF teaches yeah. you optical illusions. Yeah, and you have to do like an illusionist course <laughs> just in case you ever need it. And obviously, he did really well. <laughs> he really <laughs> excelled. Like, like, like a big floppy disk. So, like, yeah, this is this time when we still have floppy disks and like no one understood what the internet was. And he's like, typing was fucking bullshit on his computer. We're all of a sudden, they're like, oh, wow, that's how the internet works. Sending it to at max.com. <laughs> max.com. No results. Fucking hell. Yeah, so he's like tricks Krieger and Krieger throws a list in the bin and is like, fuck you, how dare you insult me like this. Turns out he did have the list all along and he <laughs> gives it, he picks it up and gives it to Luther and he's like, how do you know you trust me? And he's like, you wouldn't have gone into this if you knew what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he trusts Luther. He's kind of ascertained that Krieger was a bit of a dodgy cunt and is glad <laughs> that he's, <laughs> he's departed. But he also, at some point, the Bible that he's been looking at that he took from the place they were in Prague, at the front, it says property of the Drake Hotel. Now, earlier on, when we first find out about the first mission that was just the mole hunt thing, because Phelps wasn't with them, he was actually doing a recruitment thing. And they said, oh, where'd you stay when you're in Chicago? And he's like, this fancy hotel? And he's like, no, the Drake Hotel. And they're like, Ooh la la, fancy boy with his fancy <laughs> so, hotel. So fancy. So when he sees that, he's like, Drake Hotel, hmm, I'm a little bit sus. And he start, you can see like ticking over his mind that he's, he's starting to figure stuff out. And while he's sort of doing that, then he's called into the room by Claire and she's like, uh, something on TV. And it is Ethan's mother and his uncle being arrested for being drug lords. Yeah. And it's obviously Kittredge's way of getting luring Ethan out, so yeah. Ethan's like, "Rightio, then." Yeah. Storms down to Liverpool. But Ethan's mum's middle name is Ethan. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't, I can't remember what the first name was because like I Margaret just Ethan Margaret Hunt. Ethan Hunt, and I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> what?" It's like yeah, and his <laughs> uncle's name was Donald. I'm like, "Hey, yeah. Ethan Hunt." Ethan. <laughs> and then I said he should be called Ethan Junior yeah. because he's kind of <laughs> named after her in a way somehow. Ethan, is that ever been? A unisex or even feminine name? I don't know. That was an unusual twist. An unnecessary. (laughs) So unnecessary. And unusual twist. Uh, And I think it's the only time we've ever talked about Ethan's family. Family, yeah. Because usually in all those films. They're not meant to have families. Well, that's what I was thinking. So in Night and Day, he's basically, it's more more of a comedy version of Mission Impossible. Yeah. But... It's very similar. Like, he's basically this really secret thing. And so he's, he had to pretend that he died so his family wouldn't know. Right, it was like, yeah. So I found it really weird that the IMF were so secretive and a part of, like, it's like branch above the CIA kind of thing. Yeah. His parents just... I wonder what they think he does. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> he's an illusionist. <laughs> At Ethan, oh, Ethan, oh, he's in Vegas all the time. I just he's can't wait to very, enjoy. very good. It's a shame we're so poor, otherwise we could go see him do magic. <laughs> 
yeah. Uh, so Ethan, yeah, storms down to the, a pay phone thingamajig. One of those things we're not used to anymore because they don't One really exist. One of those thingamajiggies. Although I did notice as we were walking through that that uh, that who's he, what's it, what do you call it? <laughs> train, train station. station. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're walking through that train station like, I think that's the pay phones. So they are still there. But he calls up. So he calls Kittredge to say, I see what you're up to. And he stays on the phone just long enough so that they figure out he's in London, but he hangs up just enough time so they don't know exactly where he is. I didn't understand. I don't understand at that time why he did that, but it comes clear quite soon Yeah, why he does that. Uh, he hangs up the phone and we're like, that's a familiar looking trench coat. Yeah, the corner of my eye is like, there's a disgusting trench coat which could only belong to these spies running around in these gross ass beige very what long trench coats all? like they're so big and chunky as well yeah, giant like shoulder pads <laughs> who knows so it turns out it's jim phelps and he's like oh ethan you found i found you you were so hard to find like sitting sitting in a cafe and he's like i saw who shot me it was kittredge he's the mole and ethan's like in his head's like no nah, none of that adds up you're the you're the mole of jim phelps yeah and like it keeps flashing to like all the things that happened in that uh mole hunt mission that all fucked up and he's like oh no i see you you were the one in the computer making it so uh emilio estevez got stabbed in the eyes yeah. uh, and all this sort of stuff so he works it out but he he plays along he's like but why and he's like we well, you know kittredge uh only gets paid sixty-two thousand dollars a year surely which is a be- lie which is a lie like he was like one of the top people in the cia yeah. and his hat was i can't stress how nice the hat was everyone <laughs> hat was worth at least forty thousand dollars okay at least <laughs> yeah so ethan works out pretty quickly and that it's all bullshit and he's like well what about claire and phelps is like you know i saw her from a distance and she's obviously had to you know really struggle to get through this and she's obviously gotten past me but i'm like it's been like days guys like it's been like 48 hours (laughs) it's been no time at all she's not over it okay which you know now that we've figured out that phelps is the bad guy we're like claire then i was like stay away from her yeah and your weird non-love love love story i don't still don't know what's going on they keep playing romantic music over the (laughs) two of them and i'm so confused yes but i look apparently ethan doesn't really twig that yeah it takes him a while to think he just thinks it's him not that she's involved i think it's because he has a hot spot he's in love with he's her. her on her luscious lips okay yeah which is another thing that was weird because she reminds me so much of angelina jolie with her lips and john voight is angelina jolie's dad in real life and i'm like this is too weird yeah thank you very much at least i didn't get angelina jolie to play because that would have been fucked that would have been weird yeah uh so basically now we just gotta have to ethan's basically setting it all up uh so we can reveal who this job 314 is he's pretty sure that it is Phelps and then you're kind of like oh that's why he wants Kittredge to come to London yeah. not know where he's exactly but come to London so that he can you know be like ha I told you I wasn't the mole after all yeah so uh, he set it all up so he's going to meet uh, Max on a Eurostar train to Paris and give him the knock list then he'll get all his money and everything and she will also reveal Job to yes. him so he's not actually he doesn't meet with Max he just calls her and says it's under your seat grab it she grabs it but they're they obviously do not want her to have this list. Like, that's a pretty big deal. So Luther is there with this rickety old Nokia phone. <laughs> He's got a Nokia phone. Uh, and he's size of, like, fucking... This is my lamp on my table right here. <laughs> so... Uh, but it's it jam signals and I go like he types <laughs> jam signal enter <laughs> and, and that's like, the spy hello, hello. oh my phone's not working hello <laughs> so I can't then, get it to work and I can see people sliding the back of their phones <laughs> off and shaking the batteries out which is like the size of like an iPhone <laughs> just a battery pack. <laughs> 
Ah, technology, how much you've changed. So they're trying to stall and everything. So meanwhile, Claire is on the train. She's realised Kittredge is on the train too because Kittredge has figured it all out too because he's very good at his job. It's very good. As it turns out. He's on there, she sort of sneaks away and she goes to the baggage car where we've ascertained the money is and she sees Phelps sitting there and it's quickly revealed that she was in on it from the whole time and she's like, oh my God, we can't kill Ethan and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's all fucked up kind of thing. And Phelps is just kind of sitting there looking kind of a bit sorry for himself and then she mm. comes up to him and he's like why would you talk to me and he's like oh, it's a mask it's a mask how did he get that mask I need <laughs> to know how he had that exact mask <laughs> he had a mask of his teammate like do they all have masks do of each other do they all have masks of each other I have so many questions about the mask who's making the mask I need to know the person because in all the other films they, they show literally like in Mission Impossible 4 they have this cool laptop thing that fucking Henry Cavill smashes into the guy's face and wrecks so they can't make a mask like they they explain the mask so well but this in this one they just it's a bag full of masks he just keeps ripping off masks but this one is actually it is actually John Voight being himself and they do the, the right. mask thing because I don't think there's any way you could turn Tom Cruise into John Voight <laughs> that would be a lot and like when he pulls off the mask he's like so little sitting in this big <laughs> he's got the big trench coat on it so he looks like a child I would defend Tom Cruise's height to my death, but he did look very small. I did say that he was four foot nine. No. Cara got angry at me. <laughs> Sorry, he's five foot three. It's my mistake. Five foot seven. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, everything's been revealed. Uh, old mate Phelps is like, well, I'm getting out of here. And for some reason, he shoots Claire. Like, he cares a little about her. Yeah. Quite sad because Ethan's like, <gasps> My love. Oh, and also, love. that's that's the thing I've got answered for us. It was like, why is she so smooching? Like, at one point, she, like, gets him to come down to her and she's like, kisses his hand and everything. Like, like within, like, Makes a day, out with his hand. <laughs> yeah, like a day of her husband dying. And we're like, Wah. And then Phelps is kind of like, I I didn't, wasn't sure if your feminine wiles would lure him in, <laughs> but turns out I was wrong. And Ethan's like, oh, feminine wiles. Oh, something got me. <laughs> so, yeah, shit's clear. And then he just piss bolts onto the Well, Ethan plane. puts the glasses on. Oh, yeah. Because he sent our mate. So yeah, he, that's yeah. how uh, Kittredge got on the on the no. Keith, so Kittredge isn't as good as I'm giving credit no. for because Ethan gives him literal tickets, yeah, and, and a, watch a watch, yeah, in in the mail. I don't know how it some gets sort of express post. <laughs> I'm not sure how it works. Pigeon mail, I don't know. I looked at the front of it and it just had like a name written on it, so I'm not quite sure how it got there. That's how Kittredge got on the tr- on the train because Ethan, the clever boy, just at the right time, Kittredge turns on the watch and Ethan has put on his one pair of glasses left, <laughs> the one looking right at Phelps, and they're like, but guess what? I'm not the only one who knows that you're still alive. And Kittredge looks and goes, wow, we got him, boys. And <laughs> Said good morning, Mr. Phelps. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Got him. So Phelps runs up on the roof on very fast. I think these okay. trains go like 300 k's an hour. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how trains work, but I'm pretty sure you can't just climb your way across the roof. <laughs> like we see in a lot of old movies because those trains just fucking show Very slow. Yeah. But... Yeah, this is a lot. So Phelps has these weird suction cup things that he's using to. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah. But Ethan's just bare hands. <laughs> bare hands. Now a filthy shirt because he's rolling around this train. Uh, so he goes out and he's like, and suddenly we hear a helicopter and we're like, we fucking know who that we is. We know who this guy is. So it turns out it was Krieger the whole time. So Krieger was the one who stabbed that diplomat from the start and the other IMF person because you saw the knife and then you saw him later with the knife and you're like, that knife, that's a unique knife. It is a unique knife. Which I think is what? set off Ethan's train of thought off. yeah yeah because he was all f- he was figuring out pretty early because he's good he's a good IMF boy he's very good at- he's very good at sleight of hand <laughs> and of hand. yeah <laughs> 
So, yeah, there's um, Krieger's there with the helicopter. Uh, Phelps tries to grab the, the locky thing to hook onto his vest, but Ethan Hunt kind of slides down. He kind of slides down an entire train carriage without falling off the train. Without falling off the train, <laughs> just like grabbing little grooves to hold onto. I was like, like, I mean, this isn't how this works, but I'll allow it. <laughs> and manages to grab this cord thing and hook it straight onto the train. So In one fell swoop yeah. very quickly. <laughs> like there's like this perfect thing just to click it onto. And you can see the tunnels looming up, the big old tunnel that goes under the channel. Krieger's like, holy shit. So when they when they whip into the tunnel, the helicopter has to duck down. And now they're in the tunnel and there's a helicopter the there. And like, the <laughs> train conductor's like, holy fuck, speed up, speed up. This is fucked. Yeah, so Phelps manages to jump onto the helicopter. Ethan is doing his thing just hanging on the front of the thing hanging onto a wind wind windscreen yeah, wiper at one on. stage and I was like this ass. isn't this isn't this isn't no <laughs> um, and he manages to leap onto the other leg of the helicopter and you know you're like what's going to happen now except he pulls something out of his pocket and he's like screams over the wind red light green light <laughs> and then smashes the gum on the window and they're like uh oh and so he leaps off just as it explodes and, and a big explosion ball propels him. Propels him. <laughs> and I, this is a scene I remember so vividly as a kid. Like he propels on and he la- lands on the on the train and like flips around and the, you watch the helicopter rolling around just getting absolutely smashed. And you see uh, Phelps just getting smushed into the train tracks. That's very It's a very it was, fitting end, yeah. really. And trains st- like slows down and stops just as the blades spinning around slowly and just the pointiest one of all. Like a knife. Like an actual knife. <laughs> Knife. <laughs> Looks kind of like Krieger's knife, just right his neck, and all is good. So yeah. basically, mission accomplished, guys. Yeah. Real, real nice. Uh, kind of a nice little end scene where Ethan and Luther at a pub drinking a pint. Ethan like talks to his, his mum on the phone, who's like, "How did they confuse us for drug lords in Florida?" Actually, <sighs> so that's all been sorted out. And Luther's like, "Well, I'm not disavowed anymore, and I, I'm going to miss being disreputable." And Ethan's like, "Well, if it's anything means anything to you." I'll always think of you like that. It was quite nice. (laughs) And Ethan's like, I'm not going back to the IMF because I don't know why I'd be going back, which is fair enough. But obviously they didn't know that they were going to go. Oh, actually, he was going to Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a show waiting for me. Uh, My second job, finally. I'm no longer lying to my mum. But he's on the plane, the exact same plane. Felt was on. A Concorde. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, a Concorde, obviously. And old mate with her box of tapes comes and says, "Do I have to watch a movie?" And wakes him up, and he's wakes like, "Wakes him up," which no, is very rude. He's like, no, I don't want to watch a movie. He's like, "What about Caribbean cinema? Perhaps this one." He's like, dun, 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 dun. "And that's the movie." Yeah, and I was like, "You know what? I'm in. You got me. You got me, guys. I'm in." So that is the whole of Mission Impossible, except for that the, sort of the start and that last scene, which were really actiony, not, not action, very espionagey. Yeah. Compared to all the other movies that are like fucking fuck your eyes up sort of action. But yeah, good times. So uh, let's have a little talk about Tom Cruise-isms. Mm-hmm. So I forgot to write any down as I was going along, but there was a little bit of running. There was nothing like there's no epic stretches of. No. Long distance, <laughs> stiff back, arms pumping, running. No, just a little bit of running. There's no like motorbikes. There's usually there's no a lot mo- of motorbike none. stuff in all of the Mission Possibles. And there was lots of cobblestone he could have motorbiked across. Oh yeah, <laughs> made some really good. Yeah, no, there was no car chases really. Like no. even when he was in the back of the car with Max, they was... weren't being chased. They no. were just leisurely <laughs> driving around like, town together. So. Yeah, there was none of that. There was stunts. So Tom Cruise did all those stunts. Uh, that one, like I said, the one 
in um in Prague. That's the weird aquarium restaurant. Yeah. That he he did all that and then had one take and apparently all the close up like when you're facing the restaurant it was all Paramount Studios, but when you're watching him run through the streets, that's actually Prague. Yeah. So I guess technically they kinda of did it twice. But yeah, that was that's a pretty epic prank. Uh prank epic <laughs> stunt um oh yeah and also the hanging so even though it's not very actiony but where he's hanging down was autumn cruise so lots of really good stunts and i think that's what really got him into he's like fuck yeah this rules i can keep doing this i can do more guys yeah you're gonna pay me yeah. to just keep doing this because i'm gonna keep doing this yeah showing off all my skills and like you maybe want to put some sleight of hand in this movie well i'm gonna go to a six-week course and yeah. learning sleight of hand so like bam 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 for a 10 second scene yeah. <laughs> it's not even worth it <laughs> Yeah. Unless Tom Cruise already had that skill. And they're like, I think he met. Yeah, <laughs> already had he, it. Course, it feels like he's like, oh, yeah, well, one time I did this and I learned how to do magic. <laughs> I learned how to become a magician. Wow. And as for other, there's nothing else Tom Cruise-y. Tom Cruise-isms, I think. I mean, it was really like a setup, really. Yeah. Testing the waters of how's this movie going to go down. And it was received quite well, except then followed it up with, I'm surprised the franchise continued because the second one, which will be in my next review, is, wow. I know people who, either, everyone either hates it, most people either hate it, but there are just a few passionate people out there who love it. So. I'm going to need to watch it now. Oh my God, just do it. Well, it's on stand, so if you want to watch that. Yeah. Uh, that's probably it for Tom Cruise, isn't it? Because it's like, there's no, none of his laughs and clap. Bit of smiles. He's smiling. Lots of crazy, crazy smiling. So, flirty smiles at like Max and everything but nothing that screams Tom Cruise yeah so perhaps we would like to rate this movie now do you have a unit of measurement that you would like um, to use <laughs> out of um, Tom Cruise's out of five, out out of five, five. Tom Cruise's I'm gonna give it a, a four because four what four what four Tom Cruise's <laughs> out of the five Tom Cruise's <laughs> like, what, like five Jeff Goldblum's actually he can have four out of his five feet tall that he <laughs> I'm going to give it this is really hard I think I'm just I'm going to give it a four as well and I'm just going to give it four exploding sticks of gum red light green light yeah out of five because as much as I really like this movie things really only get up go up with all these movies, all these Mission Impossible yeah. movies, and I can't peak too no, high. No, you can't. Yet. So yeah, that's uh, that's Mission Impossible. Nine oh six. Highly recommend watching it. Skip number two and go straight there. <laughs> unless you want to follow this podcast. I don't know. Okay, well, Shan. Uh, now that we're done, can you tell us where we can find you on the internet? You can find me on the gram, Instagram. What do we call it these days? IG. There's got so many names. It's Insta. I say Insta. Insta. I don't really know. Yeah. On Instagram, I'm at Shan Louie. That's all you can have. That's that's it. No more. Tom Cruise reviews on Instagram and it's Tom Cruise review, no S, on Twitter. Otherwise, my website's TomCruiseReviews.com. That's all for us today. And our next episode will be Mission Impossible 2 and we will do all the Mission Impossibles in a nice, delicious row. (laughs) So I hope you enjoy. Um, Thank you so much for joining me, Shan. You are welcome. Thank Thank you you for having me. And I'll see you later. Bye. (laughs) 